businesses are investing increasing amounts of their money and resources in AI. Uh, Goldman Sachs said that AI investment is forecast to approach 158 billion globally by 2025, more than tripling the 47 billion that was in place in 2022. Some consider that a conservative estimate as they see the AI market size grow to 2 trillion by 2030. But one thing's not arguable. More and more companies are actually reporting AI in their earnings call. Now generative AI has taken the world by storm. Businesses need to accelerate their AI strategies faster than ever just to survive. What does this mean for businesses and their digital marketing strategies? Let's find out. Today I'm joined by Gianmarco Rizzo in order to understand more about the impact on AI on businesses in the advertising industry. Gianmarco is a leading business strategist, worked for over 10 years with leading strategy companies from Accenture Strategy, Roland Berger, to private equity firms like Permia and Advent. He's worked in digital studios, startups, incubators, and large businesses in the UK, Italy, the US, and India. And over the last two years, he's been contracted by TAG, a global creative production house, as a business strategist. He's not only conducted extensive research in AI applied to the advertising industry, but he's attended a multitude of conferences, Adweek in London, uh, and he's heard firsthand from established players like Meta, Amazon Ads and Google and disruptive startups as to what's happening in the market. As an interim M&A director, he currently bets five to 10 AI startups or scale up companies for potential acquisition and he meets them on a daily basis. And he interacts with people working in the creative production industry all of the time and sees how AI is impacting their world. Welcome, Jan Marco. How are you, sir? You sound very busy. Thank you so much, Kieran. It's great to be here. Uh, as you said, I worked in the strategy consulting for the last 10 years. Uh, and what I do fundamentally is to help multinational companies and uh, small businesses understand what to do with their growth strategy, be that uh, the launch of a new product, expansion into new markets, M&A, and understanding the latest technology, in particular in the AI space. Uh, a key part of my job actually is to understand the future technologies and uh, help my clients understand how they can leverage them to increase their revenue and sustainability. Um, as AI has taken the center stage uh, in the last couple of years, I see on a daily basis how AI is impacting advertising and I follow the developments very closely uh, and I'm very happy to be here to share my experience uh, with you all. For those folks who don't know much about the advertising industry, give them a little bit of information about it. You know, how has it moved from print to online to websites to social over the decades and now to using AI? Absolutely. So um, before actually moving into, into these, I'd like to take a, a step back, right? And say that whenever we see an advert, uh, um, it's actually the output of a work of a plethora of entities working together. Simplifying uh, the entities that work together, we have the client that needs an advertising campaign. Uh, we have the creative agencies that come up with the, the big idea. Uh, we have the creative production houses that actually produce the advert. And then we have media players that actually set that advert into the different spaces, online and offline. Now, uh, everything has been challenged by the revolution of social media. But what uh, most people don't know is that there has been a cycle of what we call decoupling and recoupling. What I mean by that is that 
while in the 1990s there were companies that preferred to have uh, different players working together, each of which with their own areas of expertise. So let's say the big creative agencies specialized in coming up with the idea and the big um, content production houses actually specializing in efficiency on, on how to produce these ideas. Nowadays, for uh, exactly the same reasons, so having expertise uh, in the deep pockets, uh, the, the, the market is going through a cycle of recoupling. That is to say that uh, clients now prefer to have a single player offering everything, an end-to-end -end marketing offering. And why is that important from an AI perspective? Because um, all the players are aiming to produce this end-to-end -end, uh, uh, offering. And whenever AI is able to provide these, uh, the, the, the gaps uh, that uh, these companies are not able to produce, they are going to invest heavily in AI to actually fill in that gap or also acquire companies that provide, uh, or startups that provide that, that uh, leading gap. Now, uh, in this recoupling and decoupling cycle, uh, AI has had a huge impact. Um, in particular for the plethora of uh, content that is currently required and the plethora of channels. We witness every day to, uh, you know, the launch of a new social media. Let's think about Thread that has been recently launched by Meta um, or, uh, or of additional content type that need to be produced. Let's think, let's think about the reel from Instagram, uh, which have been recently launched. So what are the main applications of AI in advertising as you see them? Yeah, um, I think the impact of AI on the advertising industry can be seen uh, in three main areas. First of all, we have the democratization of the creative process. Secondly, we have uh, the acceleration of personalization at scale. And then the third impact is applying AI to improve processes and the collaboration between entities that produce the advert. So talking about the democratization of the creative process, it's the under the eyes of everyone that nowadays um, solopreneurs, small and medium enterprises can actually have access to a plethora of tools that were not available to them just a few years ago. So a solopreneur can come up with a full uh, calendar of content using tools such as ChatGPT or Bard. They can come up with an imagery produced by Dali-E or Midjourney and ends with images that were produced by a few selected uh, creatives just a few years ago and then can adapt the same asset to a, multiple, uh, a multiplicity of channels uh, using platforms such as Ad Creative. They take one asset and applies different formats to adapt it to different social media, uh, online banners, and so on. Now, this is particularly relevant for the small and medium enterprise sector, uh, which does not have the, the time, the budget, and um, the human resources to dedicate to marketing as large enterprises. Uh, the second aspect I was mentioning before, that is to say the acceleration of uh, the personalization at scale is instead very relevant for uh, large enterprises. Uh, so um, personalization at scale is not a new concept. Um, it's actually something that has going on for the last uh, 15 to 10 years. And what I mean by that is um, making the advert as relevant as possible to the final uh, segment, to the audience that the, that the client is interested to, to target. 
Now, there have been, in particular, two technologies that have been used in this space. One is uh, modular content, that is to say, a way to build the advert in such a way that it can be easily translated by taking each singular module into a new culture, uh, taking into account, of course, the, the nuances that the, the culture might have. And the second uh, technology uh, is the dynamic content optimization. That simply put is just uh, leveraging as many, as much as possible, all the data that we have about uh, the target audience in order to make the, the advert as relevant as possible to that uh, target audience. Now, um, what an example that can uh, make us understand what I mean by dynamic content optimization is uh, the thumbnails of, uh, of Netflix. So if a user is uh, much more uh, action movie oriented, is going to see the thumbnails of the same movie in a different way than um, a romance movie-oriented user. And this is because Netflix is exploiting the insight that the impression that we have about something is done in the first seven milliseconds that we look at something. So now, if these two technologies were already present in the last 10 to 15 years, with AI, with the plethora of data on which uh, the model can be trained on, um, we can go even eleven uh, a step farther and make the, the advert uh, relevant to um, even um, a more uh, segmented audience. And then the, the third aspect I was mentioning is the improvement of the processes. Um, when we talk about creative in particular, and we think about the, the job that a creative person does, it's not just creating a creative asset, such as an advertising campaign but it also implies a lot of activities that are not as creative. Let's think about uh, uh, storing the asset into the so-called data asset management tool, which is basically the database on which the assets are stored to be reused afterwards. Now, if AI can be used to auto-tag those assets, they will allow the creative to reuse previous, previously produced assets in such a way that we can reduce costs we can uh, increase uh, the efficiency and uh, we can, most importantly, have a brand compliant assets that have already been vetted before it can be reused uh, for future purposes. One thing we're hearing a lot about now is generative AI. How do you see generative AI impacting the advertising industry and particularly the composition of roles within the industry itself? Absolutely. Generative AI has been the buzzword in uh, basically all the conferences I've attended this year, from Adweek uh, to LXA. Um, and um, I see the impact uh, in particular in the generative, uh, generative search. What I mean by that is that technologies like ChatGPT allow users to have a much more uh, user-friendly experience by allowing them to express their their need of a search in a natural language. Now we are seeing uh, Bing and uh, Google adapting this way of a generative, uh, of uh, implementing generative search. Uh, in fact, Bing has implemented that since twenty, uh, since March twenty twenty three, and by August they got one billion uh, searches done in this way. And uh, and Bart, uh, which is basically the competitor. Um, of ChatGPT produced by, by Google has done the same. Now, what this means is that um, advertisers need, need to change the way 
that um, adverts are, are done because if the same if the same asset, if the same uh, product or service can be searched by using different expressions, then they need to create many more variations of the same um, way of searching the same thing. Um, it can also mean that companies need to leverage uh, these new way of searching to elevate their customer experience. I'm thinking, for instance, to Shopify that allows uh, you to uh, introduce uh, different uh, descriptions of the product that you are going to sell by just inserting few keywords and the tone of voice that you want to use in your e-shop. Or also, um, uh, I'm thinking about Snapchat that has introduced uh, a, a chatbot that allows uh, users to have companionship or recommendations in terms of skin tone. Or, for instance, Kayak, the uh, travel search engine, that allows uh, users to have a full itinerary once they insert in the in the chat that they need um, a location to to reach by London and under 500 euros, let's say, or 500 pounds uh, in uh, uh, April 2024. All these um, generative uh, searches will be used by brands to elevate the customer experience. And even though we are in the early stage of this development, what we need to understand is um, uh, that there are still use, use cases to be identified that will need to be um, uh, specialized. And once they are identified, uh, companies will be able to scale them um, in order to take the biggest uh, advantage uh, out of them. Now, the second part of your question asked about the impact on people, right? Generative AI is already having an impact on uh, on, on jobs. Uh, that's not um, something we can hide for. Uh, a recent study by DFT has studied, for instance, the impact on um, creative jobs on the major um, platform of freelancing. And at five uh, months after the launch of ChatGPT, they noticed that there was a decrease by 3% of the number of jobs uh, for these creative people. But most importantly, a devaluation of their work. There was a minus 10% of their, of their job. And another uh, research by Harvard Business Review has, has studied instead the impact of um, generative AI on other kind of jobs, in particular knowledge, uh, knowledge jobs. And there's notice that, uh, for instance, uh, BCG that has implemented uh, ChatGPT to improve the performance of their strategy consultants has noticed that uh, the productivity has increased. Um, the, there has been also a leveling of the performance between senior and junior consultants. And they also have identified some use cases where AI is uh, not as good as they thought. So what this all means for uh, everyone, really, not just people working in the creative space, is that we need to understand how to uh, integrate AI into our workflow. We need to understand what are the use cases that uh, are best done solely by using AI, the use cases where uh, AI can enhance human capabilities, and use cases instead where still um, humans can have a better performance uh, over uh, artificial intelligence. Who and how are the big players moving in the advertising market at the moment? Sure, all the, the big players, uh, which are uh, WPP, 
Publicis, um, IPG, um, Adobe, and Dentsu, the top five uh, holding companies are heavily investing in um, artificial intelligence. They all want to be perceived as the pioneer, at least the leader in uh, uh, applying AI in advertising space. And for that reason, they are um, investing heavily into technologies, but also into uh, people. Uh, WPP, for instance, has uh, recently invested in uh, a partnership with NVIDIA to use uh, um, 3D technology in the content creation space. Uh, Publicis Group has even mandated the use of technologies such as Midjourney and Dali in a particular department called the Publicis Sapient uh, Lab AI. What they want to do is basically to find out quickly what can be actually be done by AI, what cannot be done uh, by that, and scale up the, the use cases they, they have identified. IPG has launched uh, an AI incubator called uh, Spark uh, that basically explores artificial intelligence platforms applied to the advertising industry. And Adobe, uh, which is traditionally used by creative people, is actually leading the way in this space. We have all seen probably videos where you can type with a few words what you want to visualize, and Adobe is able to produce that uh, without uh, uh, needing actually a creative that produces um, the, the desired outcomes. Um, so these are the major developments in the industry uh, right now. What do you see is going to happen in the AI and advertising space over the next couple of years? Sure. Um, definitely AI is going to be farther and farther developed, uh, embraced and deployed by leading companies. Uh, we are still in the hype uh, stage, of course, uh, every conference I've attended has had AI as the single uh, acronym most used in all the in all the, the talks. Um, what I think is going to happen is that uh, in this area of um, in this uh, stage of experimentation, companies and advertising players are going to identify the use cases that are most relevant for them. And in the next stage, they are going to uh, scale up those use cases. Um, notably, uh, the, the three use cases that have been identified so far are uh, research and ideation, uh, content delivery, and administrative assistance. Uh, the second impact that I, I see in the future is uh, uh, the one on, on jobs. We already discussed the two studies by the FT and uh, uh, by Harvard Business Review. What I um, think, though, is that uh, the AI is going to enhance human capabilities. If I look at the details of those, um, of those studies, for instance, the DFT uh, looking at the impact on the freelancing platforms or creative jobs, what they have uh, not considered is that the kind of jobs that have been replaced are the logo design and the copywriting which are exactly what AI is helping currently people to do. But if a creative is able to integrate those AI tools into their workflow, they're actually going to become more valuable to a potential employer than they currently are. And the same for um, the business strategy consultants uh, case by uh, Arval Business Review. If you look at the details of that study, 
and the um, activities that were performed by ChatGPT are um, not exactly what a business strategy consultant does on a daily basis. I see that from a personal perspective. I, I would love if I could tell ChatGPT or any other AI tool to um, select the top five competitors, go into their annual review um, or annual reports, take the financial performance and compare them um, amongst, uh, amongst them. They, I've tried it myself and it's not possible. They, uh, none of them are able to do that right now. So definitely AI is going to enhance the, the strategy consultant's job, but it's not going to replace them um, uh, definitely. So the idea here is always to in, integrate AI tools into your workflow, understand what works best uh, with them, what works uh, uh, solely done by human beings, and what can be instead done solely by artificial intelligence. What advice or insights would you give to companies or people thinking of investing in AI for the first time? Well, the the, the same advice that I uh, used to give when any new technology has been launched. You need always to think about what problems you are trying to solve and then look for uh, potential solutions offered by AI. And uh, not always the answer is artificial intelligence. We are currently probably bombarded by adverts or recommendations on, so on social media, masked as ads, on the fact that we need to have AI tools to increase our productivity. But AI cannot always be the answer. When it is, then um, it is still important to understand that we are in a experimentation stage that a lot uh, is being found out as we speak and um, that we need to take into account uh, uh, different um, perspectives. First of all, uh, what the business needs are. Second, how our talent strategy is going to evolve and if it's better to integrate AI into the talent strategy to optimize uh, the growth of our company. And uh, third, what is the ultimate goal that we want to reach and if AI is actually important and fundamental to reach that stage. To Marco, wonderful advices today. I love that we've ended on, is AI the right thing for you? Particularly when we started with all of the facts and figures at the top end, which described how big the potential actually is. But like every technology, it has to be right. It has to solve a business problem. But from what you've described today, if it is right for you, it can have a tremendous impact on AI advertising and business in a multitude of ways. Gianmarco, if people are trying to find out a little bit more about you, how do they go about doing that? Uh, they can contact me on LinkedIn, on Gianmarco Rizzo. Uh, they can visit my website and see previous projects that I have uh, delivered. It's GianmarcoRizzo.com. Uh, or they can follow my page on Instagram. It's uh, The Business Strategist.